Welcome to the Menlo Midweek Podcast, where we are getting some extra time with the speaker from last Sunday's message to go a little deeper, get some extra thoughts about the message, and get a behind-the-scenes look at their teaching process. We're your hosts, Mark and Jess. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Menlo Midweek. Hey, everybody. Mark here, and I just want to extend a special invitation to you for this Sunday, May 21st for our online hangouts after the 1030 service at our Menlo Park campus. We're just gonna have a little barbecue and have some food and time to get to know each other. This is gonna be one of the times that we can come together in person as an online community. So if you are listening to this and you would like to attend, please send me a text at 650-600-0402. Let me know that you're coming and I'll be able to get you some food. So thank you so much for those that are already RSVP'd. We look forward to seeing you this Sunday and this could not be made possible without your continuous generosity. We can't do the things that we do here like this barbecue or like putting the podcast on YouTube now for those to watch along throughout the week. Man, so exciting there. So check that out. If you haven't yet, subscribe to our Menlo YouTube channel. And we will see you, hopefully, on Sunday afternoon at the Menlo Park campus on the side patio outside of the offices for our hangout and barbecue. No agenda, just time for us to get to know each other and say hi. So see you there. Enjoy the conversation. And please text me if you're coming. Welcome to the Menlo Midweek Podcast, everybody. My name is Mark. And my name is Jessica. And we have Cheryl with us today. Cheryl, what is your title today? We have to keep the tradition alive. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with plate spinner. Okay. Oh, that's pretty much right. what I feel like nice. right now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> How many plates do you think you There's have? There's a lot of plates spinning right now. Mm. Uh, it's good, though. I've I've created my little Trello board for, yeah. so that I can keep track of the different lanes. Oh, so much. I do, too. I used it in L.A. and hadn't used it up here. So I just popped it open because I needed to be able to see yeah. everything in one in one thing. Yes. And not That's flipping helpful. back and forth yep. through. Yep. So uh yeah. Are you a visual person? And like or yeah? Yeah. yeah. You know, helpful. it's funny because I don't know if I would have said that, mm. but just recently and when I was setting up the trello thing, I was like, Oh wow, I'm a really visual person. <laughs> I need to see. Yeah, that's how I am too. Yeah, okay. I need to see it all in front of me. Um, yeah, all on one thing. I got this giant, I have two monitors in my office now, and one is like mm-hmm. one of those long, wide ones just for the Trello board. Yeah. So nice. the Trello board can fit. Oh my gosh, incredible. On what a dream. there, and then I can work over here and... Oh, maybe I, I need a second. Yeah. Oh, I'm monitor. geeking out about it so <laughs> much. I love it so much. And people walk into my office, they're like, Command Central, you know? Yeah. It's like, yes. But <laughs> but it's all because of the need to see it all. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I'm struggling with right now in my yes. new role, trying to learn our project management system, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think we're gonna not use anymore. Cause for me, <laughs> it like has all of the tasks in there, mm-hmm. but I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to see it in one spot and I need yes. to see it in order of mm-hmm. like this is due tomorrow. This is due mm-hmm. this week. It, it just it doesn't have that right now. And it's very frustrating. <laughs> well, I wonder, if, you know, speaking of maybe somebody who's coming on board who might like Asana, mm-hmm. which I've used that too. Yeah, which has, I've only heard wonderful things yeah, about it. So that's uh, probably what we'll And do. I think the reason I went to Trello, we had Asana and it was costing us something or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Trello was free. Yeah. So we went over there yeah. for what I needed. Uh, but again, that was 
a long time ago when a sauna was being run by squirrels running on a little meat <laughs> treadmill to make the energy happening or something in the in the World Wide Web. Sure. But yeah, I I, I don't I haven't ever looked at ours the mm-hmm. backside of our um, project management, but so so important one whoever runs it does have to get comfortable with it right and it has to work for them so for me it's really hard if it's not all there in front of me yeah so if you're listening and you have a different project (laughs) manager you want to recommend please text us at 650 600 dang it 650-600-0402 nice or if you work for asana and want to give us a discount yeah (laughs) you want to sponsor the podcast yeah always open to that (laughs) yeah just nerding out here right now. Nerding out. I, yeah, that kind of stuff is so fun for me. I mm-hmm. love to get in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And it also really looked like teaching was fun for you as well. Your good morning at the 1030 service was like the most honest good morning from a speaker in oh. a long time. <laughs> like you were genuinely excited to be up there and to greet all of our captive audience. Yeah, Can't wait to hear well, what Phil says about that. You don't think his good mornings are genuine? You can challenge it if he wants to. <laughs> Yeah, the good morning challenge, mm-hmm. Phil. Uh, yeah, I I really love preaching. Hmm. And yeah. I don't know if I'd love it as much if I had to do it, you know, 52 weeks a year. I don't know how people did that back in the day. Mm-hmm. But I do. I just love it. It's Phil and I have talked about this. Um, it's really for all the things we do in our jobs. Um, the preaching piece is like your extracurricular activity. It's your bonus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know if we've talked about this, but it's funny when I stopped preaching for a while there, cause you know, Phil came in, uh, the big guy and, um, people were, I was getting emails like, are you still on staff? What oh. do you do? You know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> I would love to tell you that when you preach, that's all you do, but we do a lot of other things. But, uh, so for me, uh, I don't have a problem adding hours to my week. Uh, I don't feel bitter about it. I don't feel when, when, when I'm preaching because it's really fun for me. Got it. And also my spiritual pathway is study and, uh, yes. Uh, different people have different spiritual pathways. That is my pathway. And so uh, I I worship when I'm preparing for a message. I don't, people, have, you know, will say, well, you need to keep your devotional life separate from your sermon p- prep life and all that. Mm-hmm. And I used to think that, and but now I just, I, I really see it as this... Um, when I'm preparing for a sermon, I always do try to spend time in the passage or whatever mm-hmm. uh, we're doing just in my devotional space, which is typically in the mornings. Uh, but I don't really have a hard line between, oh, I'm studying for this sermon. I'm reading a commentary. So that is study and this is devotional. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I have literally been reading a commentary before and just gotten down on my knees and been like, Mm. Oh God, you are bigger than I ever thought. Mm. Oh, you're beautiful. You know, Mm -hmm. it just, and I know that's not for everybody, but for me, that really is my spiritual pathway. Mm. So it's so fun. And I just, I love, I love our 830 service at the Menlo Park campus Mm -hmm. and the um, 1030 service. And 
it's just been fun. I think what's also gotten fun that just takes time is feeling known and knowing people. Mm-hmm. So I love it when, shout out to my neighbor, I don't know if she listens to these, but I she sits in the same place and she's one of those happy, like nodding kind mm. of faces Yeah. Yes. Um, that when I'm preaching, I'll look over at her and... Uh, and also I know her, right? And I'm getting to know families and different people and where they sit. Mm. So it was fun this week too. Thank you, 1030. This, they all, yeah. you know, good morning, Cheryl. It was just fun to feel yeah. that in a, in a room. And that's what's fun for me because um, I've had opportunity in my life to speak at other things and retreats and that kind of stuff. But there's nothing like preaching in your own church family. Mm-hmm. Because it does just feel like a relationship yeah. in a way that yeah. not at a conference or a... it's like home court advantage. Yeah, or yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Little little challenge for our listeners. Uh-huh. Hey, if you <laughs> want to encourage the speaker this weekend and you're there, just give them a, a nod mm-hmm. and like a yeah, 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 and that'll go a long way. Help your or preacher preach. Go crazy and go amen. Oh, whoa. I got. Whoa. I was getting that in the eight thirty. Donovan got some wow. too. I was okay. like, Woo, I know. Great. I didn't know who that was, but I thank but you thank for them. You. It's encouraging. <laughs> yeah, it's really encouraging. So, Cheryl, you yeah. were one of the minds behind seasons as mm. well. So we kicked off the seasons permission to feel series, mm-hmm. and that's what we're going to be in now for the next couple of weeks. So, before you dive in your message, let's talk about what seasons is, why we're studying it, and why it's important. Mm, yeah. Uh, I, I can't take credit for the idea. I think it came from somebody else, Stefan or somebody, but, um, so I don't take credit for that, but I really like, uh, like what came out of the idea, which was, um, we all live in different seasons Mm -hmm. and what's in a church community and church family, that's one of the things you have to be aware of too. You're, you're in a group of people where some people are, they're just on a high. Life is good. Things are fun. And then right next to them, you've got somebody who's in a, just a dark hole, you know, Mm. or, um, just found out some news that's really, really difficult. And so you have all this going on. And I think for anyone would say, I don't know anybody who's like, I've been on a, I've been on a major high for three years, you know, um, no, typically every week, every month, every, um, every year has different seasons in it. And with those seasons are emotions and there can be in the Christian community, not always, but there can be a sense sometimes that I can't feel, especially, Mm. If it's hard stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll be honest, I think sometimes there's there are some groups every you know there's some groups that if they're really doing great, they don't want to admit that to anybody because you know other people are having hard times or or whatever. But maybe just disengaging with our emotions and stuffing them at times, kind of plowing through those seasons that are harder, or maybe it's a wonderful season and you feel like you don't know where to celebrate, you know, there can be those seasons when, uh, you're pregnant and three of your really good friends Mm -hmm. are struggling with infertility. And how do you have that? You just got a job and you know, two of your buddies, um, or girlfriends are without a job. And, Mm -hmm. and so how do we live with all the emotions that go Mm -hmm. with us without stuffing them, living them authentically 
And sometimes the safest place for those emotions, hopefully there's always a group of close friends, but always God is mm-hmm. a safe place to go and mm. to be able to really live those out. So I, that's kind of where, Jess, yeah. you were a part of this, so you mm-hmm. might speak more to even where it, yeah. as we were crafting different sermon series. And... Yeah, I will take a little credit. Okay. Oh, because it this was, was one up. of my ideas. <gasps> we met in like yes. teams. And my team came up with an emotion type series mm. and Mastafon's team came up with the seasons part. So Got they kind of combined nice. them. But I love this series. If you've been listening at all to this podcast, we talk a lot about therapy and mental health and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. this is really exciting for me. Um, really, really looking forward to digging in. I think you set up this series really, really mm-hmm. well. Uh, one question I have for mm-hmm. you is what does each season mean? So you hear spring, summer, fall, winter. Right. I think we have a general idea of what they probably are. Yeah. But could you just go through and just a sentence or two of like, if you're in spring, this is what that means. And yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, the way we're looking at it is that spring, which I was supposed to actually preach more about spring this week. I did not. Sorry, Phil. Uh, <laughs> but Phil will take it to where it's supposed to go. Uh, but I did feel like we needed a setup yeah. and yeah, just didn't have time for all that. But spring would be beginnings, um, new life. Uh, might be originally when I was planning my this sermon, originally I was going to do some spring psalms and talk about even just new life in Christ mm-hmm. when you become a Christian, that new uh, space in our journey. But spring would be that. Summer would be joy and celebration and fun and every Californian knows summer, right? <laughs> uh, and then fall might be when there begins to be loss. And, you know, the image, the metaphor, if you will, of the leaves falling from a tree and mm-hmm. trees looking now more barren mm-hmm. and uh, seeds going fallow and that kind of thing, which would also then lead into winter where um, things might just fe- feel dead. Mm. Uh, you might just feel dead inside. You might feel like, um, you know, will there ever be a sunshine again? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So that's kind of how we're thinking about it does it feel like it's cyclical in the sense of i feel like i'm in fall right now Mm. feels like things are changing i feel like it's going to be harder that means winter is coming for Mm. lack of a better term Mm. is that do you feel like that's true i mean obviously every situation is different but Mm. in my experience it's kind of felt that way of Mm. like Mm -hmm. feels like things are not going to be going well for a little bit i'm in fall then I get into winter because things are hard and then it's like, okay, now I'm getting out of that and automatically I'm going into spring mm. or do, can it go back and forth? Do you think, or maybe that's more of an existential question. Yeah. I, I think probably personalities are, would sure. really shape that. Yeah. Um, and then age. Oh, yeah. I think when you're old, you go like, yeah, I can go back and forth like in sure. a week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You know, uh, But I think maybe the metaphor, too, like for seasons of growth, I do think that might feel a little more linear in my life of, you know, even thinking I mentioned this in my sermon, but spiritual my spiritual journey, right. Mm -hmm. Really was a springtime. It was a joy. It was a, it was new beginnings. It was fun, uh, into summer with celebration and, 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 and rode that pretty, pretty long. And then 
hit a, hit the fall, right? Mm. But in the spiritual growth, all those seasons are so necessary. And, and mm-hmm. not just spiritual growth, personal growth. Uh, the fall, hard times, those are the places where really our character, our faith are forged and deepened. Um, I think winter, I don't know anyone older person, and by older I even would just probably say 40 plus, um, the people I know who seem to ha- are just what I would call deep streams. They're mm-hmm. my friends that I would go to when I'm struggling or want wisdom or want to be able to be authentic. Um, I don't know a single one of those people who hasn't had a really significant winter, mm-hmm. whether it be a death of a child or a spouse, a loss of a dream, mm-hmm. a thing hoped for that hasn't come about. And those, yeah, winter people are my, my kind of people. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. And this is all anchored in the Psalms. So how mm-hmm. do you, the seasons, what we experience emotionally. I also thought it was kind of interesting before we get to the mm-hmm. Psalms. Yeah. You started your message um, with this, with agreeing on different kinds of seasons. So mm-hmm. yes, there was the emotional side, like what we're talking about, what we're feeling, but there's also that's tied to, you said time or your spiritual journey or a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. How can all of that also play into seasons? Yeah, I think I was really working off of the metaphor thinking when do when do people use that term right Mm. Mm -hmm. we're really in a season of loss Mm. oh my gosh yeah that was that was the season of that was college that was a season of my life that was you know so i think i was trying to name that 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 the emotions come with the what might be more of a physical season (coughs) Whether it's a season of loss, a season of celebration, mm-hmm. how many people right now, shout outs to everyone, grandparents, parents, kids, student, you know, who are celebrating graduation. Mm-hmm. This is a right. graduation season. You'll mm-hmm. you're, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll hear yeah. people say that like, hey, don't call me. Uh, our life group's going on hiatus right now because it's graduation season, yeah. right? You got mm. parties, you have celebrations, you're traveling maybe, mm-hmm. whether it's college or high school or whatever. So that's kind of how I was thinking of it is, yeah. um, and, and in my family, uh, we've been in, we were in a little bit of a season of the diagnosis. My mom mm-hmm. uh, was diagnosed with colon cancer and I can't even remember. It's been a a, a blur. Uh, she's fine. She had surgery about a month ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Got it all mm-hmm. looking good. Um, she's amazing. She's a rock star. She's having a hard time slowing down and letting herself <laughs> recover. Mm-hmm. But this is to you, Mom. Don't <laughs> go to Pilates. Stop it. Uh, stop it. <laughs> she's going to be... 86 in a couple of days. Wow. She's awesome. But anyway, but that's a season for us, season of the diagnosis, right? Mm -hmm. So external things that are Mm -hmm. informing your emotional state Mm -hmm. would all be tied into that. And then having the permission to then say, okay, I'm in the season. This isn't something I might, you know, I I might not need to hide or it's Mm -hmm. something that I can live in and live and be in there. And so... What can help, how does that tie into the Psalms and where can we drive those feelings of either happiness and joy or grief or disappointment and where are those found in the Psalms? Yeah, and I think 
I don't know who, when we were thinking of the ser- series, try thinking of different places. How where would we ground this? What would that mm-hmm. be? And I do think this might have been Matt Stefan. Shout out to him that said, "What about the Psalms? Because yeah. that makes the most sense." Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, there are emotions and experiences and seasons throughout the narratives in the scripture, even in some of the didactic teaching. But the Psalms are the place. They are poems. Uh, I know some people hate poetry. I love poetry. Uh, but I had, you know, it's funny. I, I didn't love poetry in school because in school you're, you're analyzing poems. Mm-hmm. And I would say as much as we study the Psalms and that kind of thing, the Psalms are meant to be experienced like a poem is meant to be experienced. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I think, you know, if you've heard somebody read poetry or gone to a poetry reading, um, I had the just the joy many, many years ago to hear um, Billy Collins is a poet I love. He's not a Christian or that kind of thing, but he was a poet laureate in the United States. I heard him, him speak and read his poetry. And it just comes to live and alive and you're there to experience it. And I think that's how the Psalms are really meant. They're meant to be prayed out loud. I think they're uh, meant to then experience a feeling, not just a, this is what I now know about God. I know God is good and compassionate, Mm. but uh, I'm somehow experiencing God's goodness. Mm. I'm, I'm using, you know, in the, the, of course the Psalms are filled with metaphors and, um, is God really a rock? No, he's not a rock, but do I experience him as a rock, as solid, as, Mm. um, something to stand upon, something to trust in, someone to go to who is safe, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I think one thing I love about this series is the cards that we that mm-hmm. were created. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find them online if you didn't get one this last week. They'll be at your campus every Sunday. Mm-hmm. But just the like specificity of it and the mm-hmm. the ease of it in a way mm-hmm. of like, okay, you know, the, I think the first step is figure out what season you're in. Mm-hmm. And then you can turn it back over and say, oh, wow, I'm in a season of fall. Mm-hmm. And hey, look, there's mm-hmm. some songs I can pray that are attached to where I'm in right now. And then you just wrote up step by step of like, how do you actually do this? Mm -hmm. And I think especially in difficult seasons, it's so hard to like, maybe, you know, if you're like me, it's like, I pray angry prayers pretty often to God, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I don't know how, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And so I love the just like detail of that. And you want to talk a little bit about that card? Yeah. Shout out to Josh Fox on this. He really made this, um, what we needed it to be. Yeah, we had talked about the emotion wheel, mm-hmm. and then he was on an airplane and drew a picture of what how to connect the seasons to the emotions and the psalms, and he did a great job. Wow. Did a great, great job, <laughs> yeah, naming those things. And so, uh, yeah, on the front, like you mentioned, you've got the season, you've got some words that kind of, you know, beginnings, Thanksgiving would be spring, those are some of those, trust and hope. And then there's five psalms, and we also, if you go to the QR code on this or on our website at uh, slash seasons each week we have a guide that will walk you through these psalms mm-hmm. and how to pray for uh, through them mm-hmm. with some other resources, books to read, yeah. links to videos, that kind of stuff. Um, but 
Yeah, I think um, the church has always used the Psalms as a way to learn how to pray. And sometimes, especially amongst evangelicals, although who who identifies as an evangelical anymore, such a scary word. But for those in that that world over the years, historically, uh, there's sometimes been resistance to written prayers or prayers by others, you know, because I should be so connected to God mm-hmm. that my prayer would just come out naturally from me. Whereas again, going back into more of a high church tradition or the Catholic church initially, mm-hmm. and then um, break offs of that, that are more liturgical. Mm-hmm. Uh, those I've learned a ton from those traditions because they embrace praying scripture. Mm-hmm. They embrace praying prayers written by others. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. again, those help us to your point, Jess, when you don't know how to pray or you're kind of feel clunky and because the evangelical church has made, um, you know, praying like you've got to be able to pray just spontaneously and it just needs to come out of your heart. I think that's shut a lot of people down Mm -hmm. who are maybe have a harder time articulating things Mm -hmm. or uh, talk, you know, speaking in front of people or whatever. And so it's like, oh, I can't pray. I'm not a good prayer. Mm-hmm. And if we could normalize, what if you're in a life group or you're with your people and you're having a corporate time of prayer, maybe you just open the Psalms mm-hmm. and you read a few verses mm-hmm. from it. That's your prayer. That's what you mm-hmm. offer to the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say, m- Many, many traditions and many, many people really try to read through or pray through the Psalms every month. And I've been in rhythms of that in my life. I'm not right now, but I'm wanting to do it through this series. So I want to get back to that. Mm -hmm. But if you basically, if you read five Psalms a day, you can get through the Psalms every month. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of reading plans out there on the interwebs to do Mm -hmm. that. I have a little book that a friend of mine gave me that walks me through it, which is super helpful. And uh, I was in a group years ago where we we were doing this as a group. And the way we did it was you read Psalm 1, you read, prayed through Psalm 1, Psalm, whatever the day of the week was. So it's the first of the month, you'd do Psalm 1, then you'd do Psalm 6, then you'd do Psalm... 11. I don't mm-hmm. do math really well, but mm-hmm. ba- basically, so you end up doing five. Mm-hmm. I, I, no, not 31. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> don't yeah, listen yeah, yeah. to me at all on that. That's not how you do it. You do one, <laughs> 31, 61. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, but it gets you through it. We did it. And um, people I really respect in uh, ministry, some of those people really have that habit where they've been doing that for years. And, uh, and again, I think the Psalms. Uh, Mark, as we were talking mm-hmm. about, is just um, it it helps me not just n- know about God, but actually step into a place where I can experience him. Mm-hmm. Again, different from reading a nonfiction book mm-hmm. or reading poetry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I got yeah. a question on Psalms, but first I want to unpack mm-hmm. a few words that you use mm-hmm. that pe- people might not be familiar mm-hmm. with. Didactic teaching. Okay. Yep. And liturgical. Ah, good. Yeah. Didactic would be like um, more like your, uh, 
<laughs> what's the definition for that? Like Romans, uh, a book of the Bible in the in that world mm-hmm. that's more um, like a nonfiction book. Like it's like here, it's not narrative like the Gospels would be. It's um, A, B, C. It's your outlines. It's your, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Liturgical liturgy mm-hmm. is where that comes from. And so many church traditions, when you go into their church service, they are using a liturgy, a plan. And I don't even know the definition of liturgy. I'm just, they use a plan Mm -hmm. that guides them through their prayers, their hymns, their scripture Mm -hmm. readings. Mm -hmm. And so it's a little more formalized. It's a little more structured. Mm -hmm. The reality is we have a liturgy at Mm -hmm. Menlo Church, right? Mm -hmm. Our liturgy is three songs, especially at most of our services, Mm -hmm. um, take away the 830 service. Um, They have a different liturgy, but they all have a liturgy. Ours is typically three songs, an announcement, a sermon, a song, a benediction. Mm. So mm-hmm. that's a liturgy. Yep. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's your structure of how you gather and how mm. you meet. Yes. So uh, a, a really popular one is Book of Common Prayer. Mm-hmm. That's some, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, traditions will use that as their morning devotional mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked that up from Matt Summers, mm-hmm. Campus mm-hmm. Pastor in Mountain mm-hmm. View, a while ago. I love it. I mm-hmm. think there's something about that structure and returning to that. Yes. But again, it's praying prayers through other people's prayers, other reflections, playing through scriptures. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Um, the Psalms are a lot of them. Are they organized? <laughs> is, it, is there portions of the Psalms that we can help break off this large portion of the Bible into? How do we approach reading through the Psalms? Yeah, well, and I talked a little bit about that in the sermon. Uh, one, you, we have to know that these Psalms are poems that are prayers uh, that were being used throughout the uh, the Israelite nation, you know, they're using these and then they were, they were pulled together and compiled. Mm -hmm. So that's where, how were they used out there? I don't know, but they were compiled. And so the intentionality around the compilation of them is what's kind of interesting. And I mentioned this in the sermon that they are broken into the Psalms is 150 Psalms broken into five books, which is meant to mirror the five books of the Torah. So when somebody mentions the Torah, sometimes I get in my mind just this person opening up a scroll and reading a bunch (laughs) of Ten Commandments or something, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But really, the Torah is, it is the first five books of our um, Old Testament, It's the laws and the ways of God. And so, again, I think the those who compiled this, we don't know this for sure because they didn't write out, we compiled it this way for, but (laughs) it seems to be that they were wanting to mirror the Torah and, in a sense, providing the prayers that and the emotions and what goes along with those, that, those books uh, would now be expressed in prayer. And then once, at least my understanding is, once they were compi- this was compiled, then they began to be put to music and mm-hmm. were sung in the temple and, and that kind of thing. So, And if you read the Bible in chronological order... The Psalms are dispersed throughout the entire Old yes. Testament, right? Yes, because of where, like, because they're written by, you know, 
Hmm. They're written by David. They're written by Moses. They're written by a couple other people I've never heard of. Mm -hmm. And so I think when somebody's doing that chronological Bible thing, they're trying to figure out, okay, this would fall here, or this is a Psalm of Moses that was an expression of going through the Red Sea and all that. Mm. So we might stick that in there somewhere with yeah. Exodus. I so. did the um, the Bible recap mm. that there's mm-hmm. a, you know, yeah. a daily mm-hmm. listening. And then you also, there's a podcast yep. that um, recaps what you just listened. Mm-hmm. And I remember that, that there were Psalms kind of dispersed throughout. And I'm like, oh, that's actually like, kind of makes a lot more sense that way in a way, because it's like, you read about David and what he was going through in whatever book of the Bible. And then here's a Psalm he wrote about that. And it's like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've done the chronological read through the Bible in a year, chronological Bible. And yeah. it does that too. Yeah. I mean, that, I haven't done that in a while, but, uh, and yeah, it is, it's kind of helpful. Stick yeah. it, stick it in its, yeah. its space. Nice. And then we arrived at having three P's. We had permission, <laughs> presence, prayer after the psalms which i guess could be the four psalms psalms yeah how'd you land on those three yeah just uh, you know when you're pulling things together you kind of want to like how how do i what do i hang this on so that the listener is easier to for them to hear and take notes and to kind of retain it so thank you for retaining that uh mark you're welcome yeah i i think that's just kind of where i landed on wanting to then give that broad overview of the, you know, of the Psalms as a book. The other thing I was going to add to this is I think what's hard when you're trying to neatly Mm -hmm. teach the Psalms or teach through the Psalms is that, you know, it's not like there's, here's the section of Psalms on lament. Here's the section of Psalms. I mean, even our Psalms that we list for spring and winter, fall and summer contained in each of those Psalms might be three different seasons. Right. Mm -hmm. But we tried to select these on an emphasis, right? Like very rarely do you read a lament Psalm that doesn't also have like move towards praise or end up in worship or that. So that's what's hard with any book of the Bible probably, but the Psalms for sure, we want to put it in a neat little package and say, book one of the Psalms is lament, book two of the Psalms is gratitude, you know, and it doesn't really work that way. But so that's, I was trying to then, okay, after I kind of give the, the broad strokes of this book of Psalms, what do I want people to leave with? What do I want us to hang on to as Phil now steps in and starts to take us through those seasons much more systematically, I imagine. Um, So yeah, the permission to feel that that's what the Psalms give us. You cannot read and pray the Psalms without seeing God is okay with you praying anger and fear Mm -hmm. and um, jealousy and pride or whatever. So permission to feel, feel all the feels. Presence, again, I've already talked about this, but be careful that you don't start so analyzing Psalms that you miss uh, you miss mm. the poetry of the Psalm. Mm. What's the metaphor it's giving you? Is it a rock? Is it a ris- river? Is it like a stream? Is it like this? How do I sit with that to start to experience God's presence there in it? Um, and then prayer that 
this is our prayer book. This is a book that teaches us to pray. And I think it's why Jesus quoted the Psalms more than any other book that he quoted. One, there are many, I, I didn't get even get go down this wormhole, mm-hmm. but there are many what are called messianic Psalms mm-hmm. that are considered by some, many, as prophetic to Jesus and the coming of the Messiah. Uh, we looked at those a little bit, actually, in the Easter series, in our Lent series, mm-hmm. where Jesus, when he cries out on the cross, my God, my God, why, you know, why have you forsaken me? That's a psalm. Mm-hmm. He's quoting a psalm. Uh, and, yeah, so I, th- I, I think um, all of any, any Jewish person in the time of Jesus would have learned to pray by the Psalms. They would have prayed through the Psalms often, their time in the synagogue. They would have prayed Psalms. They would have um, read those, that kind of thing. And so when, when Jesus quotes, he quotes Psalms. You see Paul quoting Psalms. You see, yeah, and they're just in them. They're just in them. So, so you... This message, like you said earlier, it was kind of just setting up the whole series. Mm-hmm. You said it was supposed to kind of be on spring, but you kind Sorry, of didn't Phil. do that. Well, I was going to ask, is there anything yeah. you do want to say here about yeah. springtime and th- what yeah. that season could be like for people? Or yeah. Yeah. Any of that? Yeah. Uh, you know, I do I, where I was headed. I usually you guys know I'm neurotic. I, I, I had <laughs> really started. I have yellow legal pads with about three different sermons that were more grounded <laughs> In Psalms, one was I was I was going to just preach on Psalm 103, mm. uh, which is a psalm of great praise and thanksgiving for who God is, and it was one of really the one of the first psalms. Very early in my Christian life, a mentor taught me to pray through that psalm mm. when she was trying to teach me how to pray through Scripture, and Psalm 103 was one of those, and. Uh, just this idea of thanksgiving, this idea of of thanking God for who he is and what he's done, um, trusting this is a God I can trust, uh, comes out in Psalm 103. Uh, I also started a couple different sermons using Psalm 84. Um, so uh, the ideas, again, of, of beginnings, newness, thanksgiving, uh, trust, I think, in the springtime when we see new life starting to bud, it it encourages, mm. it deepens our trust yeah. that maybe it was winter and I didn't see anything, but, oh, you were working. You know, mm. that's what happens in the springtime is we see, in a spiritual sense, we see that God was working. Mm. And it didn't seem like he was. It was winter. It was dark. It was um, nothing. Everything seems kind of dead. The trees are bare. Uh, And then springtime, oh, there was a work going on underneath that I didn't see. Mm -hmm. And now I'm seeing it. Mm -hmm. And it it just informs my trust in God, my faith in God. Mm -hmm. And you also kind of like see the hope of summer. Absolutely. And all of that too. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. So, Cheryl, is. When we're talking about seasons, and obviously when we think about spring or summer, that could be seen as favorable. When we Mm -hmm. think about fall or winter, Mm -hmm. that is not favorable. Mm -hmm. 
is the heart of the series to try to move towards spring and summer se- or is it more so to be with God in your season where you're at? That's great. I love that question. And I I think what you just said, I, I don't think the purpose of the season is to get to summer. Mm. Uh, although some of us all feel that when we're, you know, especially up here. Enneagram seven. Oh my <laughs> gosh. And all the rain and cold we've oh, had. Yeah. Mm. Um, but to your point, Mark, yeah, the goal isn't to get to, it's to be in. Mm. And because we're going to have those seasons. Right. I think that's also one of the, what can hinder uh, spiritual formation and Christian discipleship is that we want to think of it linearly. Linearly? Linearly? Linearly. Yeah. That also sounds wrong. I don't know. In a line. In a line. (laughs) What we want to think of, yeah, I became a Christian and then I was on this steady Mm -hmm. incline of spiritual growth up and to the right. And now I got it all figured out, which really Christian growth is much more of a, you know, up. To, mm-hmm. It's like a, it's if, if you've ever run a marathon and they send you the map for the, I've, I have not, but I've run a half. And so I got, the, you know, they send you a map of your course and it shows the elevations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so you get, you'll get an elevation map, which shows basically that's not up and to the right, right? It's up and down and up and down and up and down. And then you say, I'm not going to run that marathon. I'm going to run the one in Huntington Beach because it's basically flat, you know? (laughs) Um, So, but, and then they give you another map that's more the like, what do you call this? The like the route, the route, route. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The, the route. And so then you're kind of seeing, oh, it's, this is kind of goes in a, like a, a circle or, um, again, like the ha- the Huntington Beach half marathon is just is almost really it's an out and back, right? It's mm-hmm. horrible. It's a straight out, straight back. But then I've also run other um, halves or 10Ks or whatever where it's like a, a figure eight. Oh, my gosh, the worst ever. <laughs> I'm going down a wormhole. But the Hollywood 10K to my friends who did that with me, shout outs, Jill Pam, uh, it was a up, back, up, back, up, oh, back, no, up, back, you. up, back. burpees. Or not oh, burpees. Yeah, but Suicides. It's, it was horrible. And sometimes our spiritual life feels like mm. that, right? Mm. Like, I, I feel like I ran down that lane. I got it. And now I'm back in the same place. Yeah. And now I'm going forward and now I'm back. And now I'm forward and now I'm back. And sometimes our spiritual life feels like I'm doing a figure eight. Like mm. I'm back where I started. Where what was that about? Um so yeah, I I, I think it's more how do we really the life of discipleship and the life of the with God life. And, and to this particular sermon series is how do I live life with God? And I talked about that a little bit. Like, am I moving toward him or away from him in every season? Mm-hmm. And, and that to me is the aim of discipleship and spiritual formation. It's not an arrival point. It's a movement toward mm. And in different seasons and in different moments of our life, my movement towards God might look different. But what I want is a with God life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to 
a life that begins to look more and more like Jesus because I've been with him. Mm. And I want to get I got I want to get quicker to run to forgiveness or to ask forgiveness. I don't think I'll ever arrive this side of the new heaven and the earth to never have to ask forgiveness again. I just want to get there quicker. Mm. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to arrive at a space when I'm like, I got that all figured out. <laughs> I'm the perfect leader. I'm the perfect friend. I'm the perfect daughter. I'm the perfect sibling, you know, mm. bro- sister to my brother and sister. Um, I'm the perfect whatever it is. I just want to get quicker to naming it if I blew it. Mm. Mm-hmm. I want to get quicker to thanking people when I need to thank them. I want to get quicker too. that. That's, that's where I, that's to me the, I want to get, I want to yeah. move with God towards love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Do I think I'm going to arrive at always being perfectly patient? No, I don't. Mm. And, and, and then here's the next thing. Can I get quicker at extending that grace to everybody around me? Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. Because it's so amazing how gracious I am to myself at times. <laughs> And then how completely ungracious I am to others or how gracious I am to others and completely ungracious to myself. Mm -hmm. And so if we could start to live that, that, that's discipleship to me. That's spiritual growth to me, Mm -hmm. not arrival at a destination and perfection, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah, I I move a little bit quicker. Um, I still have some of the same gaps I had in my twenties. But I think I recognize, I think in my 20s, I didn't even know I had the gap. In my 30s, I started to name the gap. <laughs> in my 40s, I started to ask forgiveness for the gap. I don't, you know, <laughs> but, but I, I, I'm, yeah. And uh, I'm living in that with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That was such a good question, Mark. I think, mm-hmm. and Charlie, your answer was mm-hmm. great. I think that's something that's, yeah, I think a lot in a lot of our minds. I know for me personally, I feel like summer and winter are like the the stagnant seasons in a way. Mm. And they're mm. the seasons that I feel like I don't go to God enough because I'm either in a really good spot, I don't think about gratitude. Yes. Or I'm in a really hard, hard spot and I don't know how to go to God. But spring and fall are almost like pathways or mm. spring you're going up towards mm. summer and fall you're going mm. down towards winter. And those are the seasons that I'm either I'm in spring and I'm like, Oh God, thank you for getting me out of winter. I see all the work that you did or I'm in fall and I'm like, crap, this is going to be bad. Like I just came out of a great season and now it's going here. God help me in this next season. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that that's such a good Mm. response, Cheryl, because Mm. for me personally, Mm. now I see like summer and winter are the times that Mm. I need to go to God even more. Yeah. And, um, trying to make it all like as even as possible almost if you will that in every season god is with you and how do you draw near to god in each of those different seasons mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's good and and different people are going to have different right yeah. yeah um so yeah but i can relate to those definitely so Cheryl, before we go what encouragements can you give to those this week that are maybe thinking about these seasons in this way for the first time or mm-hmm. just saying, yes, I'm naming this as the season that I'm in? Mm-hmm. What, how would you encourage them to live through that, pray through that, just be in that spirit this week? Mm-hmm. A few things come to mind. One, 
if you if you don't have if you don't have some people to share the season you're mm. in, find a life group. Mm. And let me say this, you're not going to find a perfect life group. And maybe you find a group and you need to try like three groups before you land in the group mm. that feels like a fit. But uh, find that group that is a space where you can name, hey, here's my season. This is where I am. Um, and maybe it's one or two really close friends, too. Maybe you don't yet feel safe with your life group. That can take some time. I get that. But find, you know, find some people. Because I think, I think sometimes, again, we need those. Who can I say the hard, the hard thing to? I'm in a hard place. Who's not going to try to fix me? Yep. Who's not going to try to rescue me from it? Who's not going to try to... Um, Tell me why I shouldn't be in that place or how to get out of the place. But that friend who really does just say, God, I want to carry that with you. Mm. Um, I want to pray that with you. Mm. Uh, so, and then if you, if you're in a season of celebration, but you kind of don't feel like you can share it with anyone, I, that's a real thing, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. everyone around you right now is in hard places. Yeah. Who's the, who's the person that you can just call and go, Hey, can I tell you, um, like I had some really fun things happen this week and got some great encouragements. I'm not going to share that with everybody, but I got some safe friends. I sent them a text message and said, hey, guess what? I just, this would sound really braggadocious and everything to somebody else, but mm -hmm. to you guys, would you, would you celebrate with me in this? Yeah. You know, and, and they're mm -hmm. my peeps and they're like sending back fun text responses and yeah. all that. So have those people. Uh, I would say if you haven't been in a habit of praying the Psalms, uh, or ever done that, just one a day, we've got our little, little card that maybe you picked up or you can pick it up. You can get it off of our website. Just take one Psalm a day. And I would encourage you to pray it out loud if you can. Mm -hmm. And what I typically try to do is I try to read it all the way through and then I go back through and I and I'll pause you know like um like the Psalm 103 Psalm you know he he forgives us our sins or whatever I might pause in that moment this is how I would pray through it is and I just maybe confess some sins in that moment thank God for forgiving them uh ask him to reveal things to me that I might not be seeing in, in, in myself um so yeah just start Mm -hmm. You know, one psalm a day. It's a great encouragement. Yeah. Pray, Just pray start. I yeah. need that. Yeah. I think, too, I love what you said about when you're maybe have something you want to celebrate and you don't always have you don't just say it to everybody. Mm -hmm. They think there's the flip side, too, where you're like in a hard season. And I'm like, well, my best friend is going through a really celebratory season. So I don't know how to say these things to her. Mm -hmm. I think it's usually the other ways a little bit harder. Yep. But uh, my encouragement to people, too, would be be that friend. Because I think, you know, personally for me, when I find out another friend got married or has getting pregnant, it's it can be challenging for me sometimes mm. to celebrate them, but I'm able to separate that enough that I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling going through this, but I'm also so excited for you mm -hmm. and it's okay to feel both. And so I think I do know of friends of friends that they're like, Oh, I can never tell them anything because they don't know how to celebrate me mm -hmm. or they, everything comes back to them. And so another encouragement is as you're going through this, 
how can you be that person for other people that you're a safe person that you know that you, they're not going to, you know, be scared to tell you things that you, they know that you're safe and you can just be completely yourself with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. We have to, any relationship we're in will cost us mm -hmm. if you're really in a relationship, if you have intimacy with anybody. Right. Um, and so what I mean by that is I might be the person and I have been just obviously I can relate to lots of weddings. I've mm -hmm. been in <laughs> like 18 weddings in my life and not one of them was my own. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been to a lot of baby showers, all the things. But here's the thing. I would be so sad if my friends did not invite totally. me to those things totally. or mm -hmm. did not want me to be in those yep. places. And so um, to your point, how do I show up and celebrate? Uh, and then go drive my car and drop and cry. Mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever it yeah. is, or go yeah. punch a bag or go for a run or mm -hmm. whatever it is that you need to do for yourself. But there are seasons um, <laughs> that it's going to cost you more. Mm -hmm. It's going to cost you not making it about you mm -hmm. in that moment. Mm -hmm. It's not about you in that moment. It's about your friend's wedding. It's about your friend's baby. It's about your friend's new job. Mm -hmm. It's about your friend's whatever. Or if you're the friend in a good season and your friend's in a hard space, how do you sit with them and be with them? Mm -hmm. And in that moment, it's not about you, right? Because mm -hmm. I am enough of positivity in my strength finder seven on my Enneagram. Mm -hmm. I might want to take that person out of their hard space. Yep. And that's really making it about me mm. and what feels more comfortable to me. Yeah. And I'm not comfortable with your whatever. Mm. So yeah. we also have really great resources, menlo.church slash care. Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. you need more than just mm -hmm. listening to this, more than just talking to a friend, mm -hmm. we've got therapy recommendations, spiritual direction. We have campus pastors to talk to you. Mark would love to talk to you. I know Cheryl mm -hmm. would too. Mm -hmm. I would too, obviously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely if you feel like, wow, this all sounds really great. I don't have any of that or mm -hmm. I need more. We mm -hmm. have your back. Please text us 650-600-0402. Nice. And we will get you connected with whatever it is that you need. Yes. That's great. Yep. Well, so Cheryl, thanks so much for being here. Yeah. It was yeah. great. And for those listening and watching, thanks so much for tuning in. And my encouragement to you all this week would just spend some time with yourself. Try to identify your season. Talk about it with mm -hmm. a friend mm -hmm. and pray through a song. Yeah. You said watching. Yeah, this if is going to be If they're listening YouTube. to a podcast, mm -hmm. what do you mean? You can check this out on YouTube now <gasps> as well. It's on our Menlo Church YouTube <laughs> channel. So this will hopefully be live every, well, not live, but it will go be available for viewing on Wednesday morning, similarly to the podcast. And if you want to help get involved in producing this, we'd love to extend that opportunity to you because mm -hmm. we want people to use their gifts for Jesus. So yeah, thanks so much. Have a great week, Cheryl. Yeah, and thank have a great you guys. week, everyone else. It's really good to be with you. Bye. Bye.